Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 64. My name's Turner Sparks. My name's Mustache Cap. Mustache Cap. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P Cap in America. Kaplan, this week on the pod. Yeah? Who do we got? We got us. Us? That's it? It's the end of the year, baby. Oh, I hate us. I'm sick of us. No, people want more but us. Uh, They've uh, had people... enough guests. Okay. This is our final, this last pod of the year. We're going to do a wrap-up show. Our, our guests are all traveling. Whatever. <laughs> we don't need them. No, <laughs> we don't holidays. need them. We didn't book them because we didn't want them. Oh, because we got, we got other stuff to talk about. We people don't need them. been stopping me on the street. They say, it's not enough you. You oh. know, it's not enough Kaplan. We need more of you. So uh, we're giving the people what they want. Hey, that's what we do around here. We're, we're populous. So we're wrapping it up the whole year. We're going to wrap up. This is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be wrapping up. Some uh, stories, some running stories that because we're terrible at what we do, we haven't been able. <laughs> we got back to we them. Forgot about them. Right. Okay. So we're gonna find out my laundry from last week. Oh, that's good. Let's start with the easiest one to we're wrap up. up. That is all later. Uh, Teddy, what's going on with his health? If he's still going to the nurse, we're gonna find out. We're gonna do some. Oh, then we're gonna go behind the scenes moments from the podcast in the, the last fifty. Two weeks? How many years? How <laughs> the many last, weeks in a year? Yeah, about that. Approximately. Weeks, the last 52 weeks, all the things that we did, that stuff was going on that we couldn't talk about because we're professionals. Declassify it now. We're declassifying take, it. Take everyone behind the uh, Listen, curtain. Because Trump declassified the JFK files. We're declassifying the pod. Yeah. So we're going to tell you all the, all the crazy stories that happened. There's the a wacky, secondary shooter or anything. The kooky stuff behind the scenes. Plus, we're going to be doing some awards. Oh, the potties. The potties. A little, a little, a little end of the year potty action. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna go best billion dollar idea. All right. Of the year, and best rant. Which best I'm rant. For. All right. A lot of people went on rants this year, so a lot we're of ranting. Get to that. All right. All right. But after this, I get to take off, right? Like I, I, I get like a go away for a few weeks. Uh, uh, no, we're right back. Well, no, next back year to... starts next week. <laughs> oh my god. But this you is do get a few me. days off. I'm going to give you off uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, thank you. And New Year's Day. <laughs> thank you. And Hanukkah, I believe you had off. I'm not sure. I mean, sure. I've had this bad voice for a month. I got arrested. No, it's ridiculous. I have my, my, my vocal cords. Can I I'm say? Like, yeah. First, I want to talk about your mustache. Yeah, it's uh, 
Is it, is it the year of the mustache? It's growing in <laughs> gray. It's, it's the Chinese year of the mustache, right? It is the year it of is, the I finally cut it. Uh, I, you know, I wanted to, before the season was over, I wanted to, you know, tie up the ultimate loose end. People have asked about this mustache. <laughs> before the year was I've over? I've had this huge beard. I, it took me, like, so long to cut the beard off today. Yeah. To make it a mustache. I tried to be really incognito. I didn't want anyone to comment on it. Yeah. Very nervous. It took about an hour or two at work, and then all of a sudden people started being like, What's up with your mustache? <laughs> really? <laughs> I will say it's off. You look like a real pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> it's authentic. Yeah, I was trying to model it after Bernie Fine, former Syracuse <laughs> assistant coach. I saw an ESPN classic highlight of a Syracuse Georgetown game a few weeks ago, and he had a good mustache like this going. <laughs> right? Really? Yeah. Well, if you don't know who he is, Google him, folks. <laughs> yeah, Google him. <laughs> You'll understand why that reference. I think he's makes coaching sense. in Israel now, but anyway, where <laughs> they don't have laws. Yeah. Speaking of Israel, can I pick a bone with you? Sure. I got a holiday card from you. Oh, in the mail. yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Did you enjoy it? There's my bone. What? It. You don't send out holiday cards to say Merry Christmas here in New York. What? Why? Because we're. it's happy holidays. Haven't you listened about the war on Christmas? <laughs> what war on Christmas? We are, we are raging. I've heard there's a war on Christmas. I don't understand what that means. We are trying to re. We lost a lot of good Christmas out yes. there in the war on Christmas. Are the, when can the boys come home? Yeah, it's you got to be happy holidays. Very. Why happy? What do you mean happy holidays? Because I'm Jewish. I don't celebrate Christmas. Why are you sending me Merry Christmas and you sent me this stamp? You want to. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, He's the stamp of uh, uh, Mary putting Jesus in the manger? Yeah. You didn't like that? Uh, it was a hate crime. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was triggered. Crime? Wait, what? <laughs> You've got to send you me a, a neutral stamp. You triggered by a stamp. I was like, what is this thing what coming you, in the mail? Who gives a shit? How does, does that really upset people? I mean, Merry Christmas. Listen, last year, Ye and I had a card that said, Happy Chinese New Year. That was great. No one complained. Exactly, because we, we love... Other countries' things. <laughs> what are you talking? No one was like, "Excuse me, I'm Jewish. You can't say Happy Chinese New Year to me." Well, there's no rivalry between. Uh, we both have different calendars. There's no rivalry between. You guys have the years the of the animals and, and Jewish. And, yeah, we don't have a rivalry. You guys are just cousins. I yeah, think. and we celebrate the holidays together with the Chinese food at the Christmas. So we're. I, I was complimented by that card. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, I don't know. Did you? You don't even know. This isn't. No one else has said anything to you. No one. I can say no one said anything. <laughs> I, I can also say I did not even consider it as. Or anything. I didn't uh, just Merry Christmas. That's my culture. You tell people Merry yeah. Christmas. Well, pay attention to your mailbox because you're gonna get a card from me with so <laughs> many. I'm gonna use like every Hanukkah stamp. It's gonna be That's you know I'm sending it in New York. It's gonna be they're gonna be all over the place. All right, maybe I will be upset about that. Actually. Yeah, but and, and I'm just trying to stop a trend. And I, I've noticed this that I have never received a Merry Christmas card in my like in years in New York. Really? For but real? Got, Are you uh, not for I, the I pod think now? So. Just maybe the... from your brother. I don't know. I have to think about what he's. <laughs> but I don't remember ever Next getting. Year I'll just send you just a whole plate of bacon. <laughs> yeah. This year I've gotten multiple ones. Multiple Merry Christmas. Multiple ones that are very Christmassy. Yeah, like I got a Merry Christmas one from someone who's even like half Jewish, I think, but you know, is married. Yeah. I got another one with a big joy with like red and green. I think that's very Christmassy. Listen, Trump won. Yeah. Is that the I point? think that's what we're saying. I think that's what I'm getting at here. I'm very nervous. I honestly, I don't, I know that I've missed the whole, I've been gone a long time. I missed the whole war on Christmas. Is that what the war on Christmas yeah. means? You can't say Merry Christmas? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> I know I missed that. But does anyone really care, or is it just like a no, joke? I think people don't care. No, I, think I they... know you don't actually care, but do other people really care, or is it just like a, like who? I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I grew up in Pennsylvania, where like I was just used to everyone assuming you celebrate Christmas, like Merry Christmas, and I'd be complimented to like at least being, I look like I don't know, I fit in. Yeah, you yeah. know, they're just being nice to me. Like, <laughs> I'm not offended. Yeah, it's like a nice thing to say, and it's always weird. Like, I will say Merry Christmas back. It's yeah, like yeah, not, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, 
But I will say one thing in all seriousness. Yeah. I'm kind of going to commend you now. I thought about it a little bit here. All right. Because I kind of like the honesty. Like, I always fight with Randy, my wife, over the idea of sending out holiday cards. Yeah. Because I really feel like it's a very Gentile thing, the holiday card. Okay. Especially if you do the pose picture. Either your couple pose picture, like I believe you like guys ours? had, yeah. or the, with the kids, it's even worse because it's like so extreme and everyone's got like parted hair and everything. Like those <laughs> things, I refuse to pay. Like I think I was like Randy, what do you want for your birthday? Anything you want, and she wanted like me to pay for like a photo session at one of these. And uh, I was like, no, that's the, the only thing. I will grow this mustache. I'll do anything. But I just those <laughs> things strike me as so gentile. <laughs> so the whole card industry, I feel like, is very. So it's at least you're honest about it. We try to have it both ways. We try to. Not say like we're doing the whole Merry Christmas thing by saying Happy Holidays, but we're really sending out a Christmas card. You really are. By or why don't you just send out a Happy Hanukkah card? Does, wouldn't anyone no. get offended by that? I don't. That's a good question. It's a I good test so. case. You know, I what? would be. Th- I would honestly. I would think it was cool. Yeah, and I would think yeah. it was cool. We're like, hey, look, it's like proof you have other friends. Right. It's it, like you oh. get cred. You get street cred among non Gentiles. <laughs> right. Right. right? Yeah. That's a good way. My um my brother in law and sister in law they they have a good idea where they um. They pick a different holiday every year, and they send out cards then. So oh. you don't know, you never know when you're getting a card from them. That's a good idea. It could be like they got sent one for Valentine's Day one year. I think Halloween. Well, I yeah that that because our the only reason why we did the Chinese New Year card last year is because we missed Christmas. Anyway, yeah. And I will con- say with you the whole thing we got a card from you last year, and that's how we even knew you were supposed to send them out. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I didn't know you were supposed to do it. I saw I got yours. So then we're like, well, let's just do quick thinking, quick sparks thinking. Yeah. We'll do a Chinese New Year card. We sent that. It was a raving success. Yeah, that's why the whole move. If you forget Valentine's Day, everyone out there. There, yeah. Give your wife something for Chinese Valentine's Saint Day. St. Patrick's or, Day card. St. Patrick's Day card. Or yeah. how deep do we go? Like, President's Day. I wouldn't do a Columbus Day card. That would be a little controversial. <laughs> Columbus Day is a good <laughs> one. I would. I would avoid that one. April Fool's. Card? And maybe like I don't know. Memorial Day is a little somber, but uh, Harbor, Labor, Day, uh, Labor Day or Arbor Day. Uh, or what's uh, the one when they bomb Pearl Harbor? That's a good National day. Hot Dog Day. If we're gonna <laughs> bomb Pearl Harbor Day, you gotta time it. That yeah. I don't, so you know. Tisha B'Av, we'll do some. Sure, I'm in. <laughs> if I got any of those cards, I'd be like, this Sukkot, is cool. Happy you know? Sukkot. Okay. So that's what that's that's my... Especially to white people. It like proves that you're cultured if you were to get a card from another culture. All right. So, so it should I work can... the same way. All right. I'm going to look up. I'm going to get a list of culture, different cultures things. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm going to send it out. What this is I... good. This is the most... We really workshop something here. I've come for the whole... I think we have. Yeah, whole new way of looking at things. Okay. I, wanna, I have a couple things to promote before we get to Lost in America. Yeah. I'm going to be in Hobbs, New Mexico... On January 11th, I'm going to be in Carlsbad, New Mexico on January 12th. Then, guess where I'm going next? <laughs> I like your tour in New Mexico. Probably <laughs> what, Arizona or somewhere in Nevada. or Hong Kong, baby! Are you flying directly from New Mexico? I'm flying back here the, the for Hobbs a couple to days. Shanghai Express. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going to be in Hong Kong at the Takeout Comedy Club January 19th and 20th. Then I'm going to be, I'm going to give all the dates out right here. Yeah, give them all out. People write it down at home. <laughs> Then I'm going to be in Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City, but I still call it Saigon. Yeah. Because I don't think we ever lost. Oh, is that? We're not supposed to call it Saigon anymore? I think they do, <laughs> but whatever. Whatever side of the, I mean, if you're. There's still some people over there fighting, I'm sure, so. I'm going to be in Saigon on January 23rd and 24th. I'm going to be in Hanoi, January 25th. I'm going to be in Bangkok, January 27th. I'm going to be in Singapore, January 30th. And then Shanghai at the Kung Fu Comedy Club. February 2nd and 3rd, and then in ah, Beijing, coming home. Beijing, February 9th. That's all. And maybe some other stuff in between there. We'll see what happens. So uh, everyone, get your tickets. If you haven't been able to get to one of your sold-out shows here in New York, it's a good excuse to take a trip to Asia. If you're in New Mexico or Asia, <laughs> yeah, New Mex- or 
Also, March 3rd, Philly. I'm coming home to Philly, baby, March 3rd. Trust the process. Headlining a show there. So that's going to be a blast. So should we get to Lost in In America? America, Kaplan. I'm not lost this week. No, neither am I. We finally figured it out. The last episode of the year, we figured it out. Is this our last episode ever? Well, it's the last episode of 2017. Neither one of us is lost. Yeah, we're done. This is it. Season is over. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I have an idea. Yeah. I think we can find someone who is lost in America, who did lose in America. Yeah. Do we know any losers? I think we do. (laughs) A good friend of ours. He's been on the pod a couple times. He ran for political office. He's sitting next to me right now. I don't think we ever ended that story. Joe Garrick. Yeah, we're not great at ending stories. You ran for city town council. Bingo, town council. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Welcome back. In Happy Trump- to lose on your behalf. Congratulations Trumbo. to be the the, lo- the lost American of the year. You ran a couple lost months American ago. of the year. A dubious achievement for sure. What happened? So first, tell us what happened. Well, uh, I'll start with the good news. Uh, the good news oh, is, the good news. I ran on a slate of uh, a team of. 30-plus Democrats, and our team did very well. Our team won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, uh, we took control of the town council. Yeah. Uh, our first selectman won, so we did very well. Uh, the bad news, uh, I personally lost. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. When that happens, you got to ask yourself some questions. Okay, what did you ask? <laughs> well, you know, you got to ask, like, when your team wins, when people like your team, but then choose you on your team to not like. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's individual. I had a few things it's, going against me. It's like if the Chicago Bulls won, but then, like, Steve Kerr didn't. Yeah, right? Steve Kerr, you don't get a ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that, although I'm it's, no Steve Kerr, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I had a number of things going against me. Um, you know, one, I'm just unlikable. Uh, that is not true at all. Everybody loves Joe Garrick. <laughs> well, you know, until they get to know me. I guess the town got to know me quickly. But I uh, know I was, uh, you know, the way they have the ballot set up, and this is going to sound Blame like an excuse, ballot. but it's not. <laughs> Hanging chance. Uh, but there's four people on each party running for town council in my district. Yeah. Okay. So there's four slots, and I'm the fourth slot is of the Democrats. So if you're choosing, A say, Democrat. two Republicans and then going the rest Democrats, you just might not get to me. Was that alpha? That's not alphabetical, right? It's yeah, not gee. alphabetical. It's randomly drawn. Is it by age? Is uh, this ageism? Nope. The- nope. It's still random. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, totally random. And do I just I got the bad draw. Do you think that they thought we- it was strategic? They thought you were going to win anyway because you had just done our pod. You probably. <laughs> and you had the power of the media behind you. You had this yeah. giant platform. And so they like, thought, he they thought yeah, the groundswell of support, what could go wrong. But yeah. uh, it all went wrong. It How all many went Democrats wrong. did win in your town? Uh, in my town, so the town council has 21 seats. Uh, prior, it was 14 Republicans and 7 Democrats. Now it is 11 Democrats and 10 Republicans. Oh, wow. Whoa! So you're so lo- we won. So your we loss won. almost cost the Democrats, though. Well, <laughs> you got to go positive, Kaplan. Jeez, yeah. So good to be back, guys. <laughs> no, here's what. Here's what. Here's how you could have won. I, I know exactly how you could have. If 
there was a pedophile on the other side, I think you would have won. Much like the Alabama race, right? We, I'm willing to bet there was a pedophile on the other side. There we go. I mean, now we're getting. Yeah, because you're talking somewhere. about the Alabama race. A Democrat could win in Alabama, but not in Connecticut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Our right. town is a little too red for my taste. Not enough honest. pedophiles Just, in uh, Connecticut. Well, I don't know if, if that's to, true. <laughs> if you had to do it all over again, would you have done some detective work, hired a PI? <laughs> yeah. One of those Republicans. Kaplan has a mustache now. <laughs> yeah. He could have yeah, been. Yeah, you, uh, you a little. I could have been the pedophile. <laughs> or the but private detective. I could have just gotten one. pictures of you with these people <laughs> yeah. and been like, they're hanging out with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, I know what we need to do. Next time, Cap, you need to run against him as a dummy. Ooh, and then he the can get you out for all the evil you've yeah, done. Like I don't even live in Connecticut. But I can, you can start with that. We could have a whole great Syracuse versus Georgetown campaign thing. Oh, going but if he on. does that, then I'm going to try to win. <laughs> <laughs> we, by the way, Syracuse just beat Georgetown. Uh, yeah, but it, it was close. It was close. You guys had it. Um, yeah, I, I think the problem. This is a really a black mark for the pod, though. Why? Because this is our, this is our candidate. We're owing one. <laughs> we really are. We've got to run you again wait, and get a win. Here's another question. Well, wait, I've got. There's other good news too. Okay, right, yeah, give us go. more good news. I, I did make the front page of the Connecticut Post. Hey! That's our two page. Top us. of the yeah, baby. Top good of the fold. <laughs> full color photo nice. of me celebrating. Uh, it looks like I'm celebrating because my team won. I was actually celebrating. I thought I had won, but oh. I didn't. You thought uh, Georgetown beat Syracuse. <laughs> That's like if your team hits a button. I've like- seen that picture, by the way. We'll tweet it out because I've seen that picture. It's of you like, I thought you won when I no, saw the it picture. It looked like it, didn't it? But no, it's a deceiving picture. But who cares? You might as well make people think you won. Yeah, I, well, you know what sucks is I really <laughs> could have used really- that kind of press coverage like two days before the election. Yeah. Instead, I got a two Were days Were you waving after. like a white towel? Like I was just bench, like, like going nuts. Oh. Uh, what happened to the, because you told the story last time, a uh, really inspiring story about how you had some guy who had a Confederate, a, a flag. Confederate flag. You made him, he like took it down. And what happened? Did well, he, he put didn't it back take up because he, he lost? He didn't take it down. He put up a sign uh, in front of it. That says hate has no home here, and oh. uh, the last time I checked, that sign was still there. Uh, so, so you uh, accomplished that, but some say that might have cost you the election. Uh, that whole yeah, story. You, you were too middle. You were too middle. You that. didn't get the base to turn out on your behalf. I you think know what? Were, I agree. Like, we could have done more to turn out the base, but we're already organizing to do that. So yeah. So that what's that? What's what's the next what's step? The plan? So uh, what's actually been? I, I have to say, like, despite losing. Uh, which was unfortunate. It, this was one of the best experiences of my life You'll in terms back. of the people that I met. And I'm back already. I'm already, He's back already. I'm in it. We hitched our wagon to you, so we can't we yeah. can't give up now. No, we're and we're not done, guys. We're not done. There's a lot more work to be done. Uh, I have a group of folks who I ran with, and we're actually working to do a better job of engaging our town, educating our town, and getting more people involved, both as volunteers and leaders. Uh, so we'll be more prepared for the next campaign. So our plan is to just kind of build on this momentum. You know, uh, 2018 is going to be a big year for elections. We're going to be supporting some of our state legislatures and the, uh, you know, the campaign there. So, you know, we're excited about what's to come and we we really do have a great team and a lot of good energy. So it, it, this, the entire process, uh, the highlight of which was being on the podcast (laughs) with you guys, of Of course, course. uh, you know, has has been a huge success. And by the time you run again next year, our pod, our pod's growing and growing. I know, I know. So we're going to be like, we'll have a bigger, but if you would have done this now, We've gained like a thousand listeners. We've since actually we had like you doubled on. our base. Yeah. Yeah. I only need, and I only needed like a hundred more votes. So oh, really, this, yeah, it would have been a game changer. You know, I'm hoping that? that with this podcast, we'll I won't even have to campaign door to door next time. No. Exactly, I'm just, just going to show up here a couple also, times and yeah. mail we know it in. some fat cats. We got to start lining up some <laughs> some some guys to grease the wheels on your behalf. <laughs> oh, we love grease. Some, some lobbyists. We love I just invested in Bitcoin, so yeah, that's going to pay off. I'll probably have a lot of money. Just get out at the right time, which is probably like tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Turner was inspired by some drunk sushi chefs 
yeah, he was yeah, telling yeah. me off air, who basically sold their sushi restaurant to buy Bitcoin. We'll talk more about yeah. it later. We'll talk, right. I'll tell the full story later. <laughs> but that's true. So, okay, and here's my uh, another question I have. Because I gave you $33 in you honor of Patrick Ewing, your yes. hero. I only gave you $18, I think. In but honor of, what did <laughs> who, I give who was that after? That's the Jewish. We just give. It's high. <laughs> I should have given you. Less. For Jewish good luck, which I forgot the Jewish exist. thing. I should have given you $44 number, dollars, the, the Syracuse good luck charm. You would have won. But here's the thing. Because I got a letter from the your, the town of Trumbull yes, thanking me. Kaplan didn't get a letter. I don't think Kaplan actually gave anything. You didn't get the letter? I think I got no, an email. No, Kaplan gave something. I remember seeing it. I think I, I oh. reached he out said, to He said he thanked me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't ask for a letter. If you give eighteen dollars, <laughs> I didn't ask. For you know, I gave money once to my to Syracuse actually I, in my parents' behalf for their anniversary, and I get. They gave like forty four dollars or something, and I get so much mail from them oh, about yeah. this. I'm like, they're spending. Uh, they're going to spend all the money. This is the kind of politician he's going to be. He's going to watch the people's money. That's he's good. not going to waste mail. Yeah, we don't we don't yet. send mail unless it's eighteen oh five or more. Yeah, I yeah exactly. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you were good. close. You almost uh, next made next time it. next election I guarantee more money. <laughs> so I'm going to be kaching kachinging. <laughs> That's an automatic win. Then. Yeah, and you know I wanted to just you know give you some some hope. I I think I'm sure there's other examples. I believe Abraham Lincoln once lost. Didn't he lose like a House of Representatives? Michael Jordan got cut from Michael his Jordan high school basketball team. And that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. I'm, I'm like the Michael Jordan of local politics. Yeah. Uh, everybody loses in their first election. Of course. It's, it's, it's difficult. you got well, to build Trump, up some name but... recognition. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. instead just everyone lost. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. of, uh, America <laughs> lost. Humanity lost. In his first election. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The people need to know you. you need, what we need to start working on is getting, spending now to 2018, getting you further left on that ballot. In that, so yeah, you're not that's the, it. It's all about we just, whoever we got to pay. We got to bribe yeah. the lottery, David Stern stuff, the Patrick Ewing I, I lottery think, move. I think how oh, the Knicks won that yeah, lottery. In the corner, we got to do something to I get to find out what the over. bribe amount is to get that top spot there. If yeah, we yeah. I will that, offer them a dinner at Nobu or something. Ooh, I'll figure there it out. You go. Whatever I do, you are just generosity here. We need a winner. We need a back and winner here. Well, if they don't sell Nobu to invest in Bitcoin, right? Oh, that ooh, good idea, billion dollar idea. I'm not selling, baby. I'm not selling. We need some gravitas on the pod, Cap, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we need to, that's what the winner, and it's going to happen in 2018. 18, that's your lucky number. Oh, I'm giving you got to convert to Judaism, but if you do, you'll win. Well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be working on a campaign. I won't be running, but uh, I'm going to be working on a campaign that one of my friends is running for the state legislature. So that'll be, right. uh, that'll be our big focus for 2018, and then 2019, I'll be back in it for oh, yeah. 10 years. Boom! Look at this, career politician. I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. in the, machine. the old career that pays zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much like comedy. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you. Congratulations the... on being our loser of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it true takes... honor, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you it, for having me. It'll go down. We'll be, you know, it'll be it'll be a great trivia question one day. I look forward to seeing who uh, who joins the ranks next year. Ants is an app, baby. It is. <laughs> yeah, I rolled right into it. You rolled right in. Ints is an app, up to five-minute uh, voice recordings. You can follow us, follow At Lost in America, follow Turner Sparks. We're insing all the time. We're doing live ints shows here at the here at the Ints Studios. Get it. Ints us in questions for the pod. Ints us in reminders to remind me to at, to ants more, because you can tag us in the ents. True. And I forget. I'm prom- trying to promise listeners I'm going to ents more. You need to, you listeners, you need to take some ownership. Ents us reminders. Be like Cap, Turner. Answer me your thoughts on blah de blah. We're gonna we'll we'll end you back immediately. And we'll play you on the pod. And we'll play you in the pod. All right, we're back. Thanks again. 
to Joe Garrick's. God. The loser. Off he goes. Get that stench out of here. Get that stench. Guy can't, a Democrat who can't win in Connecticut. I, I don't think, I'm going to delete his number from my phone now. The last you hear from him on our podcast. No, he's going to win. He said it. He, or at least he's, he's now supporting a candidate. This is like when you don't win, when like you try to become a professional basketball player, you don't win, so you become an assistant coach. Right. Somewhere. Or like one of those like crazy tennis dads who like couldn't, was like an okay tennis player, played high school. Oh, yeah. Couldn't, and then they're like, I'm going to make my kid into a star. When Joe Garrix has a kid, <laughs> that kid is going to be a celebrity. He's going to be raised to be a politician. He'll be a big time politician. <laughs> He's been making speeches in his high chair at three. The first eight He's going to be kissing senator. other babies. <laughs> He's going to just learn from the womb. He'll start grabbing ass immediately. <laughs> God, more on that later. All right, so last ep- as we said, last episode of the year. Let's wind it down. Should, what we should do first is uh, wrap up all of these stories. We have so many strands. This podcast has a lot of strands. We're going left. We're going right. We usually lose them. Right. We've lost a lot of th- yeah. I, a lot of I'm story confused. threads never get wrapped up. So that's why. That's why the mustache was so important. I kept it growing because I'm like, I know it's a thread. It's a story thread. I'm gonna. I'm going to be true to it. And we're putting out on our Twitter, I say this every week, but for real, a picture of Kaplan's mustache. Well, it gonna, was, it is gross. Yeah. Oh, it's going to go out because then, then can I cut it off after that? Yes, then you can cut okay, it off. Okay, because the wife don't like it. She the thinks wife. It looks, she looks, it looks like a, a, a vagina on my lips or something. So <laughs> okay. She's not a fan. So let's start with my laundry. All right. Yes. Did you Everybody's get it? Everybody's been asking yeah, all uh, around Brooklyn Heights, all around New York City. People want to know what's happening with my laundry. I, Here's what happened. So, yeah, it went back in. Um, it, I don't know if we did this one pod ago or two pods ago. I, the world's a mess. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. What is, what is the meaning of time anymore? We're almost at 2018. They took my laundry. Uh, it was lost at the store. Oh, it was from the um, uh, Ronnie Chang podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, it goes back to find my laundry. They said it's lost. It might be at some other store. They don't know where it is, but it's a waiting game. We just got to wait, and maybe my laundry will came back, come back. Maybe it won't. Right. And they were not apologetic in any way. It's like when you break up, when a girl breaks up with you, she needs time to decide if she wants to be in a relationship or to be friends. You just got to let her have some time. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they told us we had <laughs> yeah. to do with our laundry. Yeah, yeah. If let it love go. us, if it will come us, back. It'll come back. Yeah. Exactly. So, Ye waits like three days. I was out of town. So, she's waiting one day, two days, three days. After three Did days. Did she have backup sheets in the meantime? or you're nothing. She sleeping on a bare mattress? Bare mattress. Oh sleeping my. on the floor. Oh, my God. So we're running. So she goes back over there, and it's a different guy. Obviously, that's right. the way they get you. It's never the same guy. Yeah, they so hear the you. guy. So and then they play dumb. Oh, I don't know. Was it the same? Was it a guy just with like a weird looking mustache, a fake one, or a beard? Yeah, he had those glasses <laughs> yeah, exactly. and the weird eyebrow hat. Like, yeah, uh, glasses. So um, she goes back and she goes, "Hey, what's going on with my laundry?" The guy goes, "Oh, I have no idea. What's what's the matter?" <laughs> she goes, "You lost my laundry." He goes. Oh, well, I'm going to have to check with my manager, and he's uh, not here today, manager. so I don't think I can get it for you, but come back, call back tomorrow. We'll call you when we find it. So she goes, okay, well, can you at least just look around? Because I remember I told you before, I asked the guy to look, right. and he did like a half-hearted- Like a little head spin. On my head spin shrug, and then went, nope, <laughs> don't have it. So she goes, can you just look? And the guy's like, uh, I don't think we have it. She's like, look. So he's like, fine. So he goes around, he looks, he does one little lap, it's sitting right there. This whole time it's been there? The entire time, <laughs> our laundry had been five feet behind this guy. <laughs> in in a, the Ikea bag still? In, the, in our Ikea bag. They just never decided to look. So was there a ticket on it? Like, I don't... They lost the ticket. Right. So and they, that was their excuse the first time. I'm like, well, our ticket's here, so you have the well, ticket. The guy goes, no, we don't have the ticket. I just don't understand is if they would have done a look, they would have seen maybe that was the only bag that didn't have a ticket, I'm assuming, and they could have figured this out. Yeah, so, God, she, so the guy gives it back to her, and then the guy goes... 
Okay, that'll be uh, $21. Uh, he's charging you. Charging. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not paying for this. But luckily, he handed it to her before ringing her up. And she's like, I'm not paying for this. And the guy goes, okay, yeah, well, I get it. Like, I, you probably shouldn't have to pay. I don't think it's going to be a problem. But my manager's not <laughs> here. Manager thing. So just pay now. And then when you come back next time, maybe he'll, he can, he'll probably refund the money for you. And she goes, uh, no, not happening. Wow. I'm not paying. Look at this. That's how you do it in China. That's how you do it. That's how you should do it everywhere. <laughs> you said last time he should have given us a refund on the spot. You should, I didn't know. You, I thought you already paid. I assume you pay ahead no, of time. No, we never paid. Or you pay on pickup. That's the lesson. You never pay. Yeah, that's why I mean. I guess that's why they do it that way because they know they might lose it. They know they have a high turnover, a high loss rate. Yes. So they're like, we can't just take your money because then people are going to want refunds, and we and our managers won't be there to give them. <laughs> yeah. So we're just not going to charge you until we guarantee that we give the, the clothes back. Exactly. So she didn't pay. We took the stuff, and now we're. She actually said to me yesterday, she's like, we have to do another load of laundry. Should we go back? Yeah. I'm like I don't think so. I think it's time to find a new laundry. Yeah, there's a lot of that's the thing I'm surprised about their behavior because there's a lawn literally a launch place in every corner. I it's think. a buyer's so market. It's a buyer's market. Yeah. I'm trying to think what they could do to improve their system. Like I went bowling with the kids recently, and I, you know, when you get the bowling shoes at a bowling place, you give them one of your shoes, not both, because oh. you keep one. I, I didn't understand this, but Randy was making me sound like I'm stupid. Like you keep one because then you, if they screw it up and they lost your shoe, you can show them this is the other one. I and like they go find it. So they should give me their laundry. Right. Well, maybe there should be it something should be in the tray. bag that you put that you... I don't know. There's got to be a system. They mar Somehow. I think the system is if I give him a pair of pants, he gives me a pair of his pants. <laughs> That's, this is, I'll take your 44 wides. Right. A person should open up a laundry place that has good fashion. Yes. So then you know you're getting good clothes back if they... <laughs> All right. Well, we settled that. <laughs> okay. Next item next on the agenda. Next item, what else Kaplan, is, is what's going on with Teddy? Teddy's... And specifically his health. Because yeah. I, a lot of listeners are worried about Teddy. And thank you. We have a very increasing, our listenership goes up every week. So we have more and more people every week yeah. who want to know if Teddy's going to live past uh, <laughs> kindergarten. Yeah, for new listeners, he has been going to, he'd been going to the nurse a lot. I talked about this in the podcast. You get called Your all the time. Your five-year-old son. My five-year-old son. Um, I, like, I talked about this in the podcast. Like, where else could I have talked about this? He's On a sick kid. Yeah, he's a sick kid. And, he's, and it's gotten worse. It's getting worse. It's gotten worse. Uh, I'm surprised Randy made it to the live pod because he's been called. We've been called now, I, I would say, about 15, 16 times. Really? Um, and it's just, and, and it's gotten to the point where there was a day where Randy got called twice. And then there was like a third time where he actually got like his nose blood, bloodied up from like a collision and like a, and he came back and it looked like a, his nose looked like a wreck and he's, you know, Good looking kids, that's a problem. And they <laughs> yeah. didn't even call about that. That's a money making mug. Yeah, that's a money making mug. They didn't even call about that. I think there's like fatigue or like they can't, it's a public school, they can't use the phone three times with one parent in a day. True, long distance. Yeah, so he's still getting calls and I'm finding out there's other kids who are getting, who are in the same situation. So I think what it is is that he likes the nurse. And I, oh. I think this is, I don't want to see what she looks like. I don't know. He, may, he seems like he likes going to the nurse. That's a time honored tradition. He likes tradition. hanging out there. Hit on the nurse. Yeah, he likes it. He's like, I think he's fascinated because he gets to hear. She has to call other parents. So he gets to hear so and so's got a headache. So and so's got this. I mean, plus, it doesn't take a genius. He gets out of class. Yeah. That's not a bad uh, side uh, uh, effect. Literally, they'll call and they'll be like, he says he's itchy. They've called since, <laughs> our, since we recorded the podcast. They call and said, he says he's itchy. He's in the nurse. And it's like, okay, what? And like, well, what are we gonna do? Do you want to take him, pick him up? Yeah. And like, Ferris Bueller is rolling over in his grave. Is he? I'm assuming Ferris is dead by now. <laughs> that guy with the last. I mean, you know how much effort he put in <laughs> to like getting off from school. The machine that goes up and the, the thing to get his his palms to get himself hot. I and I used to 
It mimicked that. I used to work so hard to get out of school as a kid. Sure. I was proud of my performances. Did you ever go to school on the first day of the NCAA tournament? Because I never did. That first <laughs> Thursday? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I a played on the tennis holiday. team, so I used to always have to go to school because I'd practice. It was a oh, pain in the ass. Oh, I always got out because yeah. here's the thing. West, oh, you're East Coast. West yeah. Coast, those games start at 9 a.m. Oh, yeah, you've got to get off. If you don't get off till 3 p.m., you miss the whole first two. You miss half the tournament. Yeah, I anyway, I remember I used to be listening on a radio. Like, I'd bring a little radio because yeah, there was no... Actually, I have a quick story for you. In high school, my friend Kerry Kellogg and I, shout out, because he's also a big yep. pod listener. Okay. He also came to the live pod. Yeah. We went to big high fan. school together. He now lives in New York City in high school. And we got out of school at lunch. Somehow we finagled our way out of school at lunch so we could go to the uh, sports bar down the street Ooh. and watch the NCAA tournament. When we got there... How old our- were you? We were like 15. They walked to a sports maybe bar 16. in the middle of the day and they don't think anything's weird? I guess I, it was like a bar and grill, maybe. I mean, you were 15, must look like you were seven, so. Yeah. So they <laughs> let us out. We got out of band class. We were in band class together. We get out of band class. We go to the sports bar. Guess who's in the sports bar? One of your teachers? Our band teacher. Oh, he pulled. And he, it was one of those weird things where he knew that right, you can't we were breaking the rules, <laughs> but we knew that he was breaking the rules. So we did this eye wink. Nobody well, said anything. Did, did it, yeah. We went down. We sat there together. We watched the whole day. He should have drank. He should let you drink. That's a good, what's his name, teacher? I can't remember. Oh, shout but out, band teacher. He got in trouble, I think slightly because of that. But then a month later, his boss, the headband teacher. <laughs> there was a headband teacher? Fired as because he was a pedophile. So oh, what's so worse? Then got, did that guy promote it then? <laughs> no, they both got canned. Oh, but he got canned before the pedophile thing came out. He probably got canned because he knew something. He saw him in a... It's like Sandusky. He saw, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he spread a group of... He, he what, p- what did you play in the band? Well, I can't believe you in the band. We were both drummers. Oh, in Come the on, school I'm band? A li- I'm a lifetime drummer. Ah, sure, Which, just... if you play drums in high school band, like the orchestra, and you're uh, the, if you're the drummer, it basically means you play the triangle. Right. <laughs> because everybody has to trade off. No one gets to play like a full drum set. Somebody plays a snare drum. You know, we're off topic. But yeah, but I'm set. trying to think about... I did, Yeah, high school band. I don't know anyone who's... You know, I won't be seeing people in that. I mean, it's basically a way to get... <laughs> Get out of class. I was doing a Teddy to bring it back around. All right, yeah, you know, and and that's my final tip for one of my tips for the year for all the uh, kids out there. Oh yeah, I'm sure we have a lot of kid listeners. <laughs> tip of the year. Just you know, get yourself something that you're allergic to. Find out what it is, whatever detergent, anything. Everybody's get, got something. You just got to get yourself a little rash. Yeah. And apparently, away you go. You're out of school, Listen, or you get to hang out with a hot nurse. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Most podcasters tell you find what you're good at. Yes. And that's your pat. And if it's your passion, you do that. Yeah. We tell you, find what you're allergic to. <laughs> exactly. And then you'll never work a day in your life. They say if you, if you work, if you're passionate, you'll never work. If yeah. you work and you're allergic, <laughs> you'll actually never work. Exactly. So that's and, a better uh, way to do it. Hey, one other thing I wanted to follow up on while, while we're talking about my son in school, as I talked about in a recent podcast. Follow the, up uh, pod of the year. Follow up pod of the year. The, uh, I talked about the drug-free zone oh, yeah. situation sponsored by the Freemasons and how they have all this drug awareness You're in school. You're talking about how elementary schools are proud of themselves for being drug-free. Right, they had a whole thing how Teddy, you know, they had a whole drug-free, like we got a, a sticker he made. Meanwhile, all the kids are kid. on Ritalin. Yeah, so. but and then I talked about there was this drug-free zone and it, and you know, I read it, just read an article. I don't want to, this is not, uh, we're not John Oliver. I'm not going to do a whole 20-minute rant on the ridiculousness of drug laws in the country. <laughs> But I read an article about drug-free zones and how they use them basically to get people to get um, longer sentences. It's like a trap. They make them really big intentionally because it's like they, a speed trap. It's like a trap to get people who are just like minding their own business, like carrying a little coke on them, and all of a sudden they get a, and they can, then they get to plea bargain, <laughs> minding, their, minding own their own business, <laughs> a little coker, just, just whistling down <laughs> the street. Or maybe they're drug <laughs> dealers, <laughs> but they're not a serious offense. Yeah. Anyway, 
it got me thinking, and I wanted to send it out. I have a lot of listeners in Long Island City, a lot of listeners in New York where it's a big, you live in big buildings. The building I'm talking about, we're telling you school, it's just an apartment building where I know we have listeners. So that means their apartment <laughs> building is a drug-free zone. My apartment is a drug-free zone. That means because I'm connected to a school. Wait, so, so you're saying if you live near a if school. If you're using any drugs, your sentencing's much higher. You're getting shoehorned into drug-free zones. You Crazy know sentencing. You could do like more time for carrying a little bit of coke in a drug-free zone than you would for rape or something like that in a lot of states. So my, my list, my, I'm telling listeners out there, if, to you, rape. if you come over to my house, <laughs> please do not bring any, if you got any drugs on you, not that I would say bring them Leave anyway, them make sure to watch. I'm in a drug-free zone. And anybody out there who's listening, this is my other tip. I'm, I'm giving the kids a tip about getting fine with what they're allergic to. Yeah. I'm giving the grown-ups and the teenagers a tip. Drug-free zones. Be careful out there. Be careful. <laughs> be careful out there. The other thing, I'll, I'll piggyback yeah. on that tip. If you're a potential homeowner, if yes. you're shopping, yeah. everyone wants to live in the good school neighborhood. Yeah, that's a trap. You got to zig when they zag. You yeah. want to live in the Hamsterdam. You want to <laughs> live in the where the drugs, uh, you can do whatever drugs reference. you want neighborhood, just in case. I'm not saying you're a drug addict, but every once in a while you want to dabble in the Colombian marching path. Right. If you're, <laughs> well, just, I would think, yeah, housing prices should be higher outside of drug-free zones for that reason. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know. People want to be recreational. It's free insurance. <laughs> it's free insurance against a long jail sentence. To not go to the clink. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> those on. wrapped up. Every, that's, that's everything. Every loose end. There's probably other loose ends, but you can you can end us if things we forgot to talk about. Good idea. Okay. So okay. So we're skipping that. Now what I want to do behind the scenes moments. Yeah. Kaplan. Yeah. I wish take, we had take a, the listeners in a little. Take them in. Take them behind the curtain because there were so many things that happened throughout this year where. We're doing something. Listen, we got to focus. We got to keep our A game on. We got to keep it together. Yeah. While the world around us is burning down. And I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about literally in the other room, Ikram's uh, yelling at somebody. He's firing somebody three feet away from Ikram us. Ikram is, is a, he's a man. He's very complicated. He's a hothead. He's a hothead. He's very passionate. That's he's what I would passionate. say. passionate. He's passionate about the product. Yes. But. He is the... Uh, uh, Steve Jobs <laughs> events. Yeah, and if that hot sauce, if somebody misses an ingredient, they're missing a chili flake, he tastes those hot sauces. <laughs> you got to break a few eggs to make a hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they say. So the, anything, there's been things like that. All, let's, so let's just go through a few of them. Okay. Behind the scenes. Number one, the podcast, You Lost Your Kids. Yes. I want to say this is podcast, maybe 40, 41, somewhere in that range. Yeah. 39. Well, there, yeah, and I, I was proud of my performance, you know. Well, let me tell the audience yeah. what happened. Yeah, explain. Because I don't know if we really got into detail. We were detail. about to go to air, right? We were, we were, just, we were seconds away from air. I'm about to turn the phone off. You're tearing the phone off. The on-air light in the in-studios <laughs> is already on. Yeah. Right? Guest is coming in. We got nine minutes, ten minutes to bang out the intro. And you get a call, I believe from Randy Kaplan. Or maybe from the school. It was from the school. The school. Oh, yeah. The school calls you and they go, Kaplan, Mr. Michael Kaplan, Mr. Michael Ira Kaplan, we have bad news. Both of your kids completely lost. We have no idea where they are. a little bit of fake They're somewhere in these United States, we believe. We don't know. And they ask you, do you have a pass? Do they have passports? Because they could be in another country. And you say, I don't have time for this. I got to record a pod because you're a hero. And you said, you know what? I got a, there's a nanny on the way. You thought the nanny was no, already there. What they said is they called to say, it, it was like a half hour after school was get out. Yeah. And they're like, are you picking your kids up today? I was like, what? No, I'm, I'm a podcaster. 
Yeah, exactly. And then, and then it's like, well, podcast. and the nanny was supposed to be picking them up, wasn't there. Your nanny I, did not show up to she pick didn't up show the kids. And I called and I left her a message, didn't get her. And and Randy I, Kaplan's at work. Randy's at work and I couldn't get a hold of her, I think. And I was just like, you know what? I got to take the risk that nanny's on her way. <laughs> and, and then, you know, I'm just going to turn the phone off and hope that hope for the best. And I will say that that on that exact moment, that's when the pod turned around. Yes. I turned, that's when it became a compartmentalize. A it, yes. It did not become a hobby. It started as a hobby, a fun thing to do. That's when it became our life. Yeah. That's when, you know, the, the Williams sisters at some point when they were 10 years old, 12 years old, they said, you know what? There's no time for fun anymore. We're going to become tennis players. Tiger Woods, all these people. They, they pick a time. We're doing a lot of references to these kids today. Who That's are. when it became it for us. And you said, you know what? If I call, if I alert anyone, yeah, Pato. It, it'll affect. Because if I alert, yeah, if I start making calls, my phone's going to be blowing up. We got to record. I just, I think I got to, I left her. I think I, I got her and she was confused. She it might have been the work. Paul Morrissey episode. Yeah, I think she wasn't, didn't know she was to work that day. And yeah. I was just like, get there. I told him she'll be there, and I just turned it off. But and I got you it. turned your phone off. Yeah, I got it. We're recording an hour so we can do the pod. But I gotta say, that, so proud of you. There was a there was a harder compartmentalizing moment for me what was personally. That? You got to flash forward. I think it was the episode. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's. We didn't even tie up that loose end. Oh, so what happened? Well, my kids were found. I don't my know. Kids were found. So I, we record the whole podcast. You know what happened is I've learned a lesson that I keep forgetting, What's but that? I cannot text information that's important to either my nannies. Because you they two nannies. Well, it's like the one. Well, all right. So Ooh, I don't know wow. if I brought this. One of mine. I think I brought this up there. The nanny that time when that happened to. She's the mother of my other. Nanny. She basically, um, one day was just like, oh, I'm going away for a few days. I'm like, where are you going? We're going to her home country, which is Guyana. And I was like, oh, are you gonna be here next week? She's like, no. I was like. Well, how, what are you what are you going for? And she's like, "Oh, I'm taking care of some business." Never oh, came yeah. back. It's like a TV Never show. Never came back. It's like a TV show where a character's just written off and they replace her, <laughs> and like you don't even talk about it. Now her daughter's filling in, and we don't even talk about it. That's what they should do with Kevin Spacey. On yeah, cards. but both of them are very different people. But they, I cannot text them important information. It's like I don't. They don't read it, or they don't. I don't know. I know. Nope. All right, Kevin. Let's not yeah. turn this into a complaining yeah. about my <laughs> nanny. I'm just saying. So anyway, I was gonna say. Um, Compartmentalizing is a skill <laughs> of podcasting. Good word. So there was another episode. Wait, wait, wait. We didn't finish. So then we turn it back on at the end of the hour. And what happened? Who had found them? Your uh, Randy oh, Kaplan? No, the nanny had made it there by the end of the oh, hour. Oh, the nanny made it. She had made it. Yeah. Okay. She did it. Like, so compartmentalizing. Well, I, yeah. I was saying uh, there was another episode. It was the um, episode with uh, Andrea Jones Roy the second time she was on to yes. discuss the Cuban situation and traveling, the Cuban travel ban. Sure. And we met up. Uh, we met up at a bar beforehand. You and I. You and I to do a little show notes. But I had you meet. I had you go there. I was running late on work, and I had you go to that bar specifically because that's where I usually meet my bookie. This is episode forty-eight, <laughs> by the way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You. I went there for. Yeah. You're right because you had to meet your bookie to place some gambling bets. No, to, 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 collect to money. pick up some money. To pick up some money, I had won on the Floyd Mayweather fight. <laughs> I didn't want to subsist. And, and we were going to do some notes, have a cocktail, yeah. and then head over to so the studio. So you ended up meeting my bookie. He gave me the envelope. Yeah, I met him. He, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he shout gave out. Me I won't money. say his name, but uh, nice guy. And uh, This is in the middle of a very prominent hotel in New, York's, uh, yeah. New York City. Well, we, let's, not, let's not alert to the feds to where uh, That's all these we'll drops are happening. That's all we'll say. So, and then we had a couple drinks, and we're talking, and for some reason I had the envelope, and normally I just would put it in. It wasn't that much money. Don't get nervous, Randy. For some reason I put them, I would put it in my wallet, but for some reason I, like, Kept it with all our show notes and like a separate thing on a chair. And then we went to go record. Yeah. And early on in that recording, I was like, where is that envelope with the money? 
and I just knew, like I just knew, knowing myself. Even though I'm like, well, maybe I left it. Uh, I just knew it was gone. It was like, lost I knew it was in long. America. I knew I had lost a decent amount of money, and I was just <laughs> like really pissed at myself because there was literally no reason for it. Yeah. And I just said, ignored it. It's gonna turn up. It's you gonna turn it up. on. It's gonna turn up. Let's soldier on. And that's that was that was the toughest one. That was harder than the kids. Was it hard? Because I knew <laughs> the kids were in safe place. Like the school would be pissed at me, but I knew the school wasn't gonna like the school doesn't just like kick them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe social services pays you a visit one day, but they don't <laughs> they don't just send the kids out into the wild if you're no one shows up to pick them up. Well that money that, that money wasn't coming back. That money wasn't coming back. And it did not, did it? It did not come back. And this podcast, for people who don't know how much we make in this podcast. From not, Amazon. This is why we need Amazon purchases because we got to make that money back. We do. <laughs> All right. So wow. Okay. And then the last behind the scenes moment. Let's go. Let's go to Hollywood, California. Yes. Let's transport ourselves back in time when you mm, and I sunny days were driving around Hollywood. You know, with a dollar and a dream, <laughs> gonna make it big. Run around interviewing Jimmy Schubert, interviewing Ruben Paul. Between the two podcasts, we had time to kill. We're, we're, we're on, we're, it's a road game for us. Yeah. We're not at home. We're not in in-studios. We didn't know what to do. We needed to record an intro. We had lost an intro early Well, yeah, today. you should back up a little and say that we had, I had a hotel room. You were at the Beverly Hills Hilton, I Yeah, believe. for work, and yeah. uh, we had a nice room. I, it upgraded me to a suite. I thought, this is perfect for pod recording. It was a great pod And room. we had hammered out a intro to both episodes, yes. and the... Um, even the the best part was there was something wrong. We decided to redo one of. Oh, we were doing an intro and then the knock on the door. It's room service. The plan of the day was we. <laughs> I go over there at about eleven a.m. We hammer out two intros, then we go to Jimmy Schubert's place in the afternoon, interview him. Then we go to Ruben Paul's place later, interview yeah. him. Job done. Yeah. So we're hammering out these intros, and I'm ki- I could have been at the pool. We could have been kicking in. It was nice out, but I said no. Let's do the work comes first. We're doing the intros. They're knocking the door, so we have to stop the first intro. Room service girl comes in. Yep. She, well, this is this one you know you're in LA. She walks in first thing she says is, oh, you guys are recording a podcast? Starts telling she, us all about her podcast. She looks at the equipment <laughs> and immediately knows it's a podcast. Immediately. Comedians don't know this is yeah. a podcast. Everybody in LA is a podcaster now. Everyone, yeah. So then we get back to work. We do an even better intro. And then we go to interview Jimmy Schubert. And then when you're interviewing Jimmy Schubert, we, you notice something in a... The volume button was a little off or something. Yeah, there was technical difficulties. I had messed up the volume button. <laughs> you could not hear those two intros we had just done earlier. Two in Lost in America's. You had this great story about going to the pool. Something about the pool. Some pool bit. All gone. Yeah. So then we interviewed Jimmy Schubert. Something about it. Girls, then the pool. Time's, time's tight. Because then we don't have much time between Jimmy Schubert and Ruben Paul. They're seven miles away from each other, which in L.A. takes two hours <laughs> yeah. to drive. And so we, we, you say, I know a park. Where we can stop at the park and we could do these intros between interviewing Jimmy and yeah. Ruben. We go to the park, and this is where I compartmentalize <laughs> because there's soccer games going on around <laughs> us. There's tennis practice. <laughs> there's uh, there's thousands of seven year olds. We're, we're in the elements. We're in the elements. And it's hard for you because seven year olds, you like to look at them. Apparently, hey, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking <laughs> about? Why is that a compartmentalizing thing? <laughs> no, it's not looking at them. It's because I need to be free to say. Oh I'm, right, we're not a PG podcast. Yeah, at one point I remember you cursed, and we're like literally that like, kid was like fetching a ball that had gone out of bounds like right next to us. Yeah, and you're like fucking. <laughs> yeah, but I can't. I, I I owe it to the listener to not hold back. I need to let be loose, you be free. It. Be free. No matter who's around. No matter if I'm going to jail for cussing, which I don't think you can, but I don't know. You yeah, know. I don't know the rules. So I'm there. I'm yelling. We're and we have to get loud too. You can't be you can't do a podcast like, hey, uh, we're in a park. So yeah. blah, blah blah. People are gonna tune out. 
We need energy. We need energy. We're not Jeb Bush. It ain't low energy, baby. No. <laughs> so we go big, and uh, we got it done. Yeah, I thought it came out pretty good. We lost the story. I couldn't remember the wording of the story with the girl in the pool. But you know what? But you know what? We did a better one because we reviewed. You got um, your local ballot. Oh, right. And the voting. we figured out that anyone without a picture. Yeah. I think we didn't do very well on picking who was going to win, though. Our endorsements didn't. Uh, oh, did it not help? Th- that libertarian guy picked, I think, got about 400 votes or something. <laughs> Dick right. Pick didn't win either. Dick Pick, oh, Johnson. Dick Pick Johnson or whatever <laughs> Dick his name Pick was? Dick Pick did not win. All right. <laughs> Tying up another loose end there. Tying up a loose end. All right, Cap. Now, best of the best 2017 lost in America. Best moments. Best. All right, Cap, now we're going to get to best of the best, Lost in America, 2017, our best moments of the year. All right. Bring it on. Bring this on the best. We're gonna, we have a few categories. We're going to break them up, and then we're going to give, let's give some, let's start with this. We'll give some uh, 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 finalists, and Okay. Then, and then we'll give you what the winner was. So okay. We're going to go with best billion dollar idea, oh. best impromptu pod moment, best rant, and then I think we're going to finish with best the billion because all the billion dollar ideas are worth a billion dollars. But the best one, I guess, is probably worth a few, a few, a few billion, bills. <laughs> a few billion. And then we're going to end with best, best hot take. Best hot take. OK, Should we start with best billion dollar idea. Sure. OK, so a lot of billion dollar ideas. Yeah, this year. we're pretty smart guys. If you, you would have invested with us, <laughs> if you would have followed our investment <laughs> ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you one time follow the mad money guy? Uh, Kramer. I like to watch the show. I've learned to not really follow him. Yeah, I did maybe a few years, several years ago. I think to, several years ago you did, right? Yeah, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. If you would do that with us, yeah. you would be a kajillion zillionaire right If you now. split your money between our billion dollar ideas and if you listen to Ents and Ikram and all those guys, their they're crypto, cryptocurrency advice. You're right. Yeah, between the two, you have a port, diverse portfolio of ideas. Yes. So, <laughs> here we go. Let's start with this one from the Mark Norman podcast. Okay. The New Orleans pod. The New Orleans pod. Episode 41. Uh, we were so young then. We were so... That was a different time. Yeah. So, what we... The Jackie Robinson episode. The Jackie Robinson <laughs> episode. Yes. Our, my billion dollar idea at that point was wearing a wedding ring. Okay, this idea was when I would go to the store, whenever I, I look young. I got a baby yeah. face, right? When I go to the store to buy beers, I always get carded. But if I'm wearing a wedding ring, never get carded. So the billion dollar idea <laughs> right. was kids out there, high school kids, get a wedding ring, put it on. You can buy booze wherever you want all over these United States. Yeah, that was a great idea. I remember I, I thought it was a little more regional. I remember that was my thought because yes. people in where I'm from, they get married younger. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's definitely a billion dollar blue state idea. Blue state big, idea. Big city idea. Big, big state billion dollar. Yeah. And by, by conversely, uh, I mean, people who went to the live pod know this, that I lost my wedding ring. They do. I haven't talked about it on the air. Oh, uh, yeah. We haven't even got to that yet. But I still, I lost my wedding ring. I'll just, real quick, I lost it a few weeks ago. And I've been really lazy about doing the um, insurance paperwork. Like, you got to, like, fill out stuff. Because you can just do it. Listen out there. If you lose your wedding ring or anything, jewelry, they just take your word for it. Like, you can just lose it. And you, if you're insured, they'll give you money back. Wait, you don't have to prove you lost it? No, I've listened the second time I've lost it. And they like well, the first time I lost it. This is a billion dollar. Yeah, idea. I mean, fake loser wedding. Fake loser. The first time I lost it, I lost it in a pair of pants at a ski shop. They just like fell off. Or when I was trying on ski pants, lots of them. Okay. And I went back to the store, looked at every. I did make an honest effort. I tried to find it. I was very upset. Yeah. 
couldn't find it, and they gave me money back. I paid for the whole thing. This is deductible, but if you know your your jeweler, he's gonna. Here's a question: If your wedding ring was given to you by your grandma, yeah, if it's sentimental value, you're screwed. You can't get money for that. Well, you get money for it, but you it's hard to replace a sentimental. Yeah, you oh, get it. It true. doesn't matter who gives it to you. Oh, Why really? would your grandma give you your wedding ring? You mean like your no, sentimental? No, like you know, grandmas. <laughs> it, like I think maybe this is a gentile thing, <laughs> yes, but grandmas save a bunch of rings. Oh yeah, yeah. And so that when you get married, they give your wife like, oh, here's the, here's a ring you can give your wife. You know. Yeah, I guess it works with men and Jews. Jewish women don't want like in in pass me down rings. They want fresh rings. Oh really? yeah, so, I never thought. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so my wedding ring that I lost and I lost it at the gym. I just took it off. I was gonna work out i was like i didn't really feel like wearing a ring i feel weird working out so i took it off i don't know where i put it it's gone i'm an idiot totally gone on that ring i had an inscription that said take two because the second one so i gotta do another inscription. <laughs> really? third time's a charm you made a joke out of yeah i made a joke it. i'm sure randy loves it but uh <laughs> so my point is is that it's probably I, I would think it's harder for me to get booze now it would be. Well, Except yeah. I look like, look, look, look at me you now. You look fine. You Except with this mustache. Stupid mustache. <laughs> the mustache makes me look older, too. Hey, so. Tom Selleck. <laughs> We're not, you're not going to be served here. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. So, that's a good billion-dollar idea, though, for those who have rings and haven't lost them yet. Don't lose them. Next billion-dollar <laughs> idea. This is from episode 48, the Andrea Jones Roy pod. Okay. Another finalist. The episode, uh, yeah, the episode we just talked about. Yeah, we all we talked about the dark web. The dark, yes, we okay. Talked about buying opioids on the dark web. I don't know how we got <laughs> it. It was this. a news story at Long Island City, where I'm from. Oh yeah. About a giant bust of opioids. Yeah. Uh, and dark the billion web dollar bust. idea was, if you're gonna buy opi- opioids on the dark web, yeah, use our Amazon link. Yeah. Do it. Do it through Lost You heard of that. That same very episode, I lost all this money that I had hard-earned money betting on. So, And let's extend that, too. If you're going to buy anything on the dark web, because the dark web's hot right now. You got yeah. Bitcoin. You can buy Bitcoin. We, we accept Bitcoin, right, through Amazon? I don't know. You could do it through Ants. Do you do it through Ants? I can do it through Amazon. I don't think Amazon sells Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to talk to them about that. We'll talk to Bezos. <laughs> Get him on the phone. Get him on the pod. Yeah. yeah. Cause okay, so if you're gonna if you're gonna buy anything on the dark web, because people spend more money on the dark web than they do on the regular web, because like, right, is Amazon the dark web? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can go through the dark web, right, and then click through our Amazon <laughs> okay. link. Like you go dark and then you come back into the light. <laughs> to the light, okay. And you buy uh, uh, Pampers or whatever you got, whatever you're gonna buy for your paper towels. Paper towels. That's all it. right. That's buy your paper towels our money. Or, op- or opioids. That was the billion dollar idea. Don't lose sight of it. Okay, then we had um, Gypsy Boats. You said Gypsy Boats were a good idea. We had a couple other ones. Yeah. An app to play catch with your kids. Yeah, these are all great ideas. You know how to play. But right, the an app to find a person to play catch for your kids to study you. Oh, or to yeah. build shit for your kids because these toys, putting them together. Exactly. Holiday season, let me tell you. But let's get to our winner. All right. The number one billion dollar idea. I think we should just play it. Play the clip. This is from the Mr. Bing pod. That is episode 59. Episode 59. Mr. Bing. Kaplan, you had an idea to end all billion dollars. This is the most billion dollar of billion dollar ideas of all time. Uh, I don't remember what it was. That's why this is great. It involves the Me Too movement. That's all I will say. Okay. Let's play the clip. Next story. (laughs) This comes to us from Fox News. All right. It's about the same quality as the Global Times, I'm sure. Exactly. Uh, Paris has finally opened a restaurant for diners who prefer to consume their food in the nude. Oh, who doesn't? The restaurant's called Au Natural. 
It's the city's very first nudist restaurant. It opened on November 2nd. We gotta, Louis C.K. needs to stop apologizing right. and start, you gotta lean in. Right, all the sexual predators should be going, they should have a <laughs> yeah. restaurant for them in sex rehab. Oh, to test them, all these guys who have this bullshit about sex rehab, this is a final test to pass the class. You gotta go to a nude restaurant, you gotta sit there with a woman who's naked across from you, and you have to not... Not pop a bone. Well, not, not jerk off, but not like, in a bush <laughs> or anywhere, and not just grab her. Yes. You have to get consent, and you have to... Sit there and eat your cheeseburger. Yeah, and I mean, Harvey would like that because he likes to eat, but like... You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... And All it, the fat and guys. And it's got to be specific. Kevin Spacey, he's going to get out of sex rehab. you got to sit there with some hot dudes. <laughs> oh, and, no. you know, just <laughs> sit around some kids. <laughs> this is a great idea. Billion this is dollar, a billion-dollar idea. sex rehab Ching, ching, ching. Plus, you get to eat a great meal. Wow, what a billion dollar idea! Yeah, I mean, I, I like to toot my own horn, but like, I like to be the winner. But I don't really know how we're making money off of this idea of mine. Uh, well, it's, first of all, it's your idea. Yeah. So I, I think with you make I money, share. you make money because first, of all these, uh, all these sex, all these, all these um, sex rehab clinics. This will be their calling card. And this is for celebrities, right? This is a big and time. celebrities like good restaurants. Listen, Kaplan. Everyone thought there was enough sex rehab clinics for celebrities until. The market just went up a thousand percent. Yeah, there's a big increase in need for sex rehab. There's right. way more dirt bags out there than ever before, so somebody's got to make money off of it. Yeah, so we need to do. We need to actually make our own version of that restaurant and just build it to completely designed for to conf, the sex rehab. So like, we'll have because <laughs> news has changed. It's been uh, Ken Freeman, the restaurateur in the New York Spotted Pig. He had a rape room. Who? Uh, there was another story. Look it up in the fake New York Times. <laughs> about a rape room in his restaurant. Wait, who are we even talking about? Ken Freeman. Who's that? He's a restaurateur. Oh, okay. a, a big famous re Yeah. Anyway, the Spotted Pig in is New York. Is he going Alt Weber? Is very. <laughs> yes, I'm going Alt Weber <laughs> with my New York references. But he had a rape room. Or he has a rape room. It's still there. So I'm saying is that we would. I don't support that. We would have a rape room. Well, and it would act. It would be you know so that they don't do any raping. You got to prove you're not going to rape anybody. An anti-rape room. Let's call it. We'll call, let's it, not call it a rape room. <laughs> okay. That sends the wrong message. <laughs> okay. All right. Best impromptu, best, let's go best rant. Best rant? Okay. Best rant by of the guest, year. By a guest, right. Best rant by a guest of the year. We've had a lot of good rants. Um, Sue, <laughs> let's start with Sue Costello. Mm. She went nuts. This is way back. This is episode 19. Way early this early 2017. Wow, we've done a lot of episodes this year. I didn't realize there was that many episodes in a year. There, I think there's 52, <laughs> 53. Yeah, we discussed this before, but. Whatever the number is. So, yeah, Sue Costello, we had her on. She talked. Oh, remember she went off. She was talking about Boston and then growing up in Boston and fighting everybody in Boston. Yes. And then she just made this wild left turn and started yelling about comedy bookers. Yeah. All in New York and New Jersey and specifically some theater. I think the Wil Wilbur Theater in Boston. She hates that guy. Fuck that guy. Go back and listen. Episode 19. Sue uh, Costello. Oh, oh, we're not playing a clip, right? <laughs> I don't listen. think we're going to play a clip. <laughs> we're going to play a clip from the... This is a finalist. No. All right, fine. That's a finalist. You can go back and find that. Then we're going... Um, Esther Steinberg, her second time on the pod. Yeah, one of our many repeat guests of the year. Episode 43, Esther Steinberg. She went to Morocco. Did not like it. Did not have a good Did time in care Morocco. care the Moroccans. And also, I will say this, very controversial podcast. Yeah. Some people some, like her. Everyone some, you know, let's just, every, say, it let's this just way. say this. Some people like her. The rest are anti Semites. <laughs> everyone you know <laughs> likes her. Everyone I know hates her. Yeah. Let's say that. Your circle loves her. So, my circle. Your circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's, 
She came on. She talked about going to Morocco <laughs> with her boyfriend's family. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was basically an hour, episode 43, of her talking about how horrible Morocco is, yeah. how horrible they treat women, how horrible uh, everything is about yes. Morocco. It was hilarious. So go to Morocco. <laughs> Don't go to Morocco. Do we have a guy? Or just women are the only ones well, ranting? Can we, little, can we get a little... Can we get a little... the winner, Jimmy Schubert. Shuby Shub. Shuby Dooby. Oh. Best rant of the year, episode 56. Jimmy Schubert came in firing. Yeah, this... I think this rant was... Uh, this rant was... We didn't even... I don't know if we even asked him a we question. We had some rants before we were recording, too. I wish those are... He started the minute that we, we walked knocked, in. We went to his apartment. The, the minute we knocked his house, the minute we knocked on the door to his house, he opened the door and started screaming. Yeah, we had like twenty minute rant before we even he plugged in before the equipment. Before I could even <laughs> quick enough to put put it on the air, or yeah. I could turn the mics on. We turned the mics on. He just kept going, <laughs> and it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Just sitting in Jimmy Schubert's house, him yelling into a microphone. He also he had uh, well, I guess what we were talking about, but he had some, he hadn't been on the road in a little while, right? Yeah. We'll say that he hadn't been out touring in a few weeks, and so he had all this pent up, pent up need to get it out. He had to get it out. He got it out. Let's play it. <laughs> play the clip. Play the Jimmy Schubert clip. You know, I mean, you know, that's right. I, I I love you know you see people in this country protesting. I go, oh, obviously these people have never been out of the country. Sure, you know, because otherwise they get, they get down on their knees and kiss you know the ground that uh, you in this country that you know you just travel internationally, you get a real view, and you when you come home to America, you really appreciate. Totally, yeah. You know, I think that we do. We the one thing I, when I came back, the first thing I noticed is twenty how much twenty four hour news in America on all sides like breeds and feeds hysteria it's like well that's why writing. if you so if you look you, to get everyone to freak out i don't i don't i got rid of my cable box i did. did not well first off i'm not paying for television yeah i got an apple tv if i watch some stuff i'll watch some stuff uh I, as much as i travel i always watch the, i always got the uh, tv in the hotel rooms so and you're right. It feeds, you know, it feeds a 24-hour news cycle. And I realize those people on TV are the only people that give a shit about. It. I don't care. Like I don't, I don't care what Donald Trump's doing. And Donald Trump took a shit today. Whoa! Well, let's get a protest going because yeah. he took a shit. I go. Do you not have anything going on in your own life? Are you that shallow? Yeah. Look, the guy won the presidency fair and square. Well, my Trump guy. No, I wasn't necessarily Trump guy, but I only had two choices. I was, what do you want? Do you want shit or do you want orange shit? And I've seen, <laughs> and I've seen shit before. I mean, at one point, I wanted to kind of mush them together, and make one person and just call it clump. Here comes clump, just a comb over coming at you and a set of cankles in a pantsuit. You know, uh, it's having coffin fits and not releasing his tax returns, and you know, this is just giant orange ball of narcissist. Everyone can vote against it. Just a pile of genetic debris coming at you. <laughs> because I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, the real joke is that the people thought that was actually like some kind of choice. Because that's the that's the ultimate joke is that you got this or that. Well, Gary, Johnson, Gary Johnson, baby, Johnson. this should have been his message. Yeah, this should have been the Gary Johnson <laughs> message. You should have. Well, you know, I, you know, look. I, you know, I wish at some point, like you know, during these elections, you know, you could uh, you could like Mister Potato Head your own candidate. Look, give, give me the give me the give me the energy of uh, Little Marco. All right, <laughs> uh, give me the constitutional prowess, of Lion Ted. I'm gonna play, take that. I'm gonna build Mister Potato Head. Take give give, give, give Donald Trump small hands and slap them on the potato. I mean, you know, give me Ben Carson's uh, kind of uh, you know. I, I mean, whatever. So you could Potato Head and your own. 
Kennedy. There you go. Well, well, you know, but here's the thing. See, that's the thing. Is like they ran. Hillary was like a boxer that that was fighting a bunch of chumps. Yeah. You know, they get a shot at the title. It's like right. she's like forty eight no, but you've never heard of her. Yeah, yeah, forty eight no, you never heard of her. Yeah, well, and you had these like all these you got some unemployed plumber from Pasadena <laughs> running up against her. He's never been in, and it, you know, yeah. it was like it was yeah. like those old, old those old, those old wrestling episodes where a guy comes out in a shark costume being carried out by twenty hot women, and there's just some guy who looks out of shape. He's bald. He's oh, yeah, got, he's got to fight like the loser. Like the, yeah, yeah. And early on, that guy's winning. And you wonder, oh, who's going to win? Yeah. Is it the guy with the shark outfit and the twenty hot chicks? Guys are paid to lose. Or this guy's or the guy who looks like some kind of unemployed plumber from Pasadena. She was a globetrotter. She was playing the generals or whatever they're called. The senators? The yeah. generals. Yeah, they're right. yeah, they, yeah. Guns. they would do. I bet the jet. They would do. That's like that old. <laughs> they would do. The, the, the they Simpsons would do. Episode, it's like that, that old Simpsons episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. So ball. yeah, but that's the thing. And then you see all this. Well, I mean, yeah. all the stuff that comes out afterwards. I mean, look, it's just a. I mean, the funny thing is, <laughs> really I think. Launched into the election. <laughs> I mean, you know, the the do I love about it is is that is that <laughs> Trump built. did really kind of expose all. He did expose all these people for all this stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, say what you want. Oh, about like when it. he's like, I, uh, Hillary, like you came to my wedding because I paid for your campaign or whatever. Well, well yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look, hey, Good dude, say or... what you want. Like the the guy won control. the presidency with Twitter. Yeah, he he won the presidency with 140 characters or less. Yeah. And and I, I got to tell you. He started a revolution by, by tweeting. Like, I thought you needed a military and maybe like a junior. Well, cop. you know what, dude? Well, well look, here's the problem. And here's, look, the Democrats, the Democrats have nobody themselves the blame. They had a candidate in Bernie Sanders that I think was tapping into this anger and passion on the left right. that Trump was tapping into on the right. And you saw it. I mean, he yeah. had some energy at his rallies, but they were never going to... The Democratic Party, the DNC was never going to uh, let him go yeah. because he wasn't a Democrat. He's a registered socialist. But he had passion and people <laughs> were behind him. He is. He's a registered so he's yeah, a socialist. Yeah, yeah. He's not a Democrat. And, and Debbie Washerman Schultz, I mean, she was going to go, well, no, that's not who we want. We, sure. want, we want Hillary Clinton. Yeah, so they president. did some backward corrupt shit and you saw the emails, the emails leaked, WikiLeaks leaked all the stuff. And I got to tell you, they all look like a bunch of scumbags. And, uh, anyway, and you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't, but the, here's the thing. I don't, but you're right. I disengage, I, I don't engage in, 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 I don't watch it on the news anymore because I know, because apparently all you have to do to be an expert in this country is wear a fucking tie and get one of those little boxes on CNN. Or, but, but yeah, they put me on Fox Business. I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but but I just, I just what I think is a, it's it's a terrible distraction that, that look, go focus on your own life. Go work, yeah. on, go work on your own plan. Go come up with your own goals. Go come up with your own stuff to get ahead in this country. Stop worrying about that shit because that well, shit, you know, it's like, you know, I don't it's like you know, I, I love how like the, the like the like for for like talk about the Million Woman March. Okay, you know? no, <laughs> talk more about that. No, no, but it, but it's, to me, it's like it's like you know, my vagina, my choice, my vagina, my choice. And I'm sitting in my head going, really, that's your issue? Yeah. Like you want to be able to kill your baby? <laughs> I mean, is that is that what you want? Is that is that what you no? Is that is that the fucking is that a deal breaker for you? Yeah. Right. I mean, and I look, I look, I'm taking from somebody who doesn't have a uterus. I mean, I think you should get two abortions. You know, one because you're too young, and one because you know you rape or your health issues or whatever. Well, everyone should be allowed too. Well, you should get two. Oh, that's okay. a, all right. No, that's I think you should get two. It's like timeouts in no. a game. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think you should. Know, I think I think you have two. And if you don't use them yourself, you, you, can you can give them. you can give one to somebody else. Oh, that's but, but I said, but if you're 28 and you've had five, you're a fucking serial killer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go get a fucking condom. I mean, how the that's not because nobody wants to fuck that haunted house of a pussy of yours <laughs> and you fucking killed five fucking babies in. 
No, I'm just saying. My pussy, my, well, this, <laughs> my, my pussy. My pussy. Well, just please explain it to me because if right. that's the fucking issue, I mean, you're always going to be able to get an abortion in this country. Or move to China. You can have as many as you want. Yeah. Oh, right. they, they fucking, you get, you get nine. You get, you get nine. You get the 10th right. one free. Well, it was like yeah. acting like Trump. You get a, a frequent abortion card. Over so, there. what did you think? Because when you were in China, when we were out there, it's a really different mentality. First of all, there's no, there isn't the 24 hour news because the news is controlled by the government. <laughs> yeah. Or no internet, internet spotty. <laughs> I think it's, uh, they got that wood burning uh, internet over there. <laughs> the internet's got a clutch on it. You know what I mean? Shooby dooby. Yeah. Here's what I will say. Not the most popular opinion always with some of our listeners. Yeah. But he's hilarious. I think that, it's, that, that Schubert, like we this year, this is why this podcast, tell your friends, this is not your normal podcast. People need to be listening. It's the Because there are not a lot of podcasts that are going to have Jimmy Schubert uh, one week and like a few weeks later going to have... Uh, Iman Al Husseini. A few weeks later, gonna have Iman Al Husseini. Uh, we are very diverse. We got all angles. We'll bring anybody on. We'll bring everyone on. We're not. Ex- we're, we're not scared of opinions. No. We're not scared of people having opinions yeah. different from other people. I'm not saying yeah. we don't have those people. Oh. What I like is I people- got some. I got some hate mail from my people on that episode. I didn't. I didn't. I- <laughs> my goal is for no one to know what my opinion is. Yes. That would be the best. If you have no idea, I. I if you think I agree with you, good. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I have an opinion. I don't want to when the people are talking to me. I realize it's like, what am I gonna do? Get in an argument? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm. They're doing nice enough to take their time. It's not like we're paying them. We're yes men. They're, we're yes men. Exactly. To our guests. We're Billy Bush. <laughs> Let's be honest. If you're whatever you're saying, we're gonna be like, that's hilarious. That's great. So tell people they want to be guests in the show. We're gonna be yes men. Exactly. We will <laughs> Billy Bush them. We will we'll Billy give them the Billy Bush, Bush treatment. Them. They want to grab some pussies. Whatever they want to do on the air. Speak okay. Final speaking of speaking of <laughs> the final thing we're gonna do, and I think we should go out on this. Yeah, because this is my this is how I know we're the number one pod on the internet. Yeah, my f- hot take of the year, going all the way back to all the way back machine, all the way back machine to the Paulo Gata podcast August forty four, which I believe yeah. It aired it, August 9th. Yeah, the very special Syracuse episode airs August 9th. Long it, time. It was a different world back then. If you remember, yeah, if you it, remember back then, this is long before Harvey Weinstein. In August, on August 9th, Harvey Weinstein was bouncing around my building, the king of the roost. He was and, free as a jaybird. And, you know, the hottest ticket in town was a Louis C.K. concert. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, everybody was wide open. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> it was wide open. <laughs> so it was. You should have seen the way we treated our interns back then. But. Way back, <laughs> we had interns. Way back then, I made a call. Yes. I had a hot take. The hot take heard around the world. The hot take heard around the world. I said, "Well, let's just say." Yeah, it. and I think Ronan Farrow was listening. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I, I let's just play what I play said. The clip. I think this 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 speaks for itself. I think I predicted something that was about to happen worldwide. Play the ends. Play the, play the pot. Not out of ends. Going on. Yeah, I don't know. I had two things happen to me yesterday, and I'm 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 looking for some parenting guidance, and I'm coming to you for some reason. Perfect. Because <laughs> coming in cold, I got a right. niece and nephew, so I feel like I yeah. see them once a month. You know. I can figure it out. So you know, yesterday we're at the playground, and Teddy, uh, Ruby had to go to a birthday party, so Teddy's left to play with his girl. Then when we leave, he says to me, because um, the girl hit him. And he didn't hear her back. And I was like, that was good that you didn't hit her. I'm, I'm proud of you, Teddy. And he's like, yeah, she hit me. She wasn't nice. And I said, yeah, it's good you didn't hit her. You should never hit girls. Yeah. And he said, I should hit boys then, right? It's okay if I hit boys. So my question, oh, so that's part A. And then part B is last night, I'm reading him a story about space, one of his bedtime stories. Okay. 
And he says to me, I think I might be an astronaut because I'm a boy. I was like, well, that's not a, you should be an astronaut, but that's not really a reason. Yeah. He's like, well, girls can't be astronauts. Mommies, mommies would never be an astronaut. They wouldn't do it. I'm like, well, uh, I think there's been mommies astronauts. Sally before. Ride was an astronaut, wasn't yeah. she? She might have exploded. I did, <laughs> did she blow up? I, I thought my first thought was there was a teacher that I was like, oh, wait, let's not go down the that Challenger, road. the yeah, lady challenge. who drove the Challenger. <laughs> I mean, you there can, has to have been other ones, right? There are women astronauts, up, but, but they all they all they all <laughs> turn right on red and crash into <laughs> Venus. Yes. <laughs> so I, he's like, he's like, no, I think that a girl who's an astronaut's not normal. So I was like, so I didn't want to go into a whole lecture. Uh-oh, like, what's normal? <laughs> so I went on the internet. I was like trying to find some parenting guides, and I stumbled upon this article, and it's called "How to Raise a Feminist Son." Okay. Now this seems a little strong, so I was trying to. A feminist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, trying, I don't, I'm not trying to raise a feminist son. I'm trying to raise a normal son. So Exactly. Yeah, like a, not, and this is a safe space. You're still allowed to say normal in the <laughs> confines of this podcast. Well, yeah, it just means someone. Without getting attacked. Who, who likes everybody, who's not mean to anybody. That's my. So, okay, so first of all, I think number one is every kid needs to learn at an early age how to take a punch from a woman. Because you're definitely not allowed to hit women back, right? So you need to be, you need a, you can't have a glass jaw, right? Because your reaction, if it hurts, you're gonna punch back. Yeah, but you need to just know how to take it, <laughs> and just not go down, right? That is, that's very good advice. So that's you. step one. But then what happened next? What did he do next? Oh, last night. Well, then the astronaut. Oh, the uh, astronaut. The, the whole his questions about space, and this is you know careers in general. Like I don't know how to answer these questions. Here's the problem with uh, uh, raising. Any guy I know, there's been like three or four r- recent stories in the comedy world in New York of guys sexually harassing women or a couple rape accusations. I don't think anyone's like gone to prison for it, but accusations. All, right. All of these guys are like super feminist dudes. <laughs> like, so what I'm saying is if you're, if you're doing that, if you're going to raise a feminist, you're on. So you're saying by, if I teach him that women can't be astronauts, it's a better chance he won't be a rapist. Yes. <laughs> like what's that Shakespeare line to protest too much or whatever it yes. is. That's what I'm saying. All Just, right. You know, wow. Kaplan, what do you think? I mean, you, I remember at the time I thought you were just doing shtick. I didn't I take was it seriously. Not. I, was, I, knew, I wish I could have bet on that. Yeah. It's, I wish there was a place to gamble on what's going to happen next in the world. Yeah. I was very naive, I'll be honest. About I knew way, it. I'm in the middle of showbiz. I mean, I know that people are douchebags. I know a lot of guys are douchebags. I call them, but I, I don't really know they're douchebags. I say, everyone I don't know who's successful, I say, that guy's a douchebag. But I don't really think he's a bad person. I didn't know that all these people out there were uh, doing all the shit. I just knew I knew what was happening, and I knew the grandstanding. And yeah. here's what I want to say: I'll leave you with this prediction: it's not over yet. Who's next? There's What's next? More to come. Well, that's for, I mean that's like a fortune cookie. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a big. You're going out on a limb there. All right, who's you gotta be next? more specific. You want me to make a wild guess? Yeah. This is based off of no information, but Vladdy? just the people. Not for, come on, are you kidding me? <laughs> don't disgrace. Don't besmirch the name of. The Balkan bad boy like that. <laughs> okay. It's it, people who are going way out of their way to go after people. They might be hiding something. It's not over. Let's it's just, not over. It's nothing not over. is over. Nothing. And is if over. anybody wants to, you know, get make some accusations, our podcast <laughs> is a great platform. Oh, we are a safe space. We're a safe for space. <laughs> safe space. Or if you want to defend yourself, we'll sure. we'll let you. But yeah, so anybody, both sides, both sides are good, good people on all sides. There are. That's, we, that's one of the models of this podcast. We'll let people, you know, you want to reclaim your reputation. Kevin Spacey, I'm not going to sit in the same room with you, but I won't bend over. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's but. go. Let's end it on a serious note. 
We have this has been the best year of Lost in America by best year, far. The best year. We saved Christmas this year, I think. We, we saved Christmas. 2017 has been fantastic. I, we, 2018 is going to be better, though. It's going to be even better. I without it, I mean, not even joking. Our listenership has gone up ten times. Yeah. In 2017, for real. Read from two to twenty. What other podcast can say that? That they went up ten times. I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to the podcast. I didn't know there was other podcasts. I thought we were the only podcast that we invented podcasts. So let's do that again, folks. Ten times we're gonna go up again. We're gonna keep going up. Thank you, thank you for telling all your friends. Yeah. It's working. We got we're bringing, it's, the tent's getting bigger. If we go up another ten times, maybe Michael H. Weber will call us the funniest two guys he knows on Twitter. Oh, don't bring that up. <laughs> all right, that is it. That's been 2017. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What about the news? We gotta get the news. No, nah, there's no news. There's no news. No Nothing news this week. week. All right, people, nothing happened. Turn off CNN. Nothing happened. Nothing happened in the world of the news. <laughs> in the news of the world. World news of the, of the world. news. Old news, new news, nothing happened. We All the news that's fit to print is the motto of this podcast, yeah. and nothing we, was fit to and print. And we invented that motto. It so. was all fake news this week. All right. So Excellent. we don't need to give it time. Next week, we'll be back with some news. Cap, for the final time of 2017, what should we do? I'm going to go. I'm going to cut this freaking mustache off, and then I'm going to get lost. Get lost. There's a girl with a crown and a scepter Who's on WLSD And she says that the scene isn't what it's been And she's thinking of going home That it's old and it's totally over now And it's old and it's over, it's over now And it's over, it's over, it's over now I can see at the end of the tour When the road disappears If there's any more people around When the tour runs aground And if you're still around Then we meet at the end of the tour The engagements are booked through the end of the world So we'll meet at the end of the tour Never inside me then came a knock on the door which was odd and the picture abruptly changed at the end of the tour when the road disappears if there's any more people around when the tour runs aground and if you're still around then we meet at the end of the tour the end 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.